You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to the Bay Area Panthers Pod, part of the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network, where you'll find analysis, news, notes, and more about the Bay Area Panthers of the Indoor Football League. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Grandy and Evan Giddings. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into episode 10 of the Bay Area Panthers pod. My name is Evan Giddings. You're going to be hearing from my broadcast partner, Mark Grandy, in just a moment because we have a very special guest joining us here on episode 10. It is none other than head coach for your Bay Area Panthers, Kurt Brian, kind enough to join us coming off the bye week. We're going to get into a litany of things with him, including how he's feeling about the season so far. Currently on a seven-game skid, trying to break that this week against the Northern Arizona Panthers on Saturday, as well as why this team is finally beginning to find its stride due to health, due to some difference in terms of play calling, and perhaps Kurt Bryan having something a little extra in his bag this week for the Wranglers. We're going to get into all that as well as on the tail end, a reaction between myself along with Mark about the conversation itself, as well as how we feel the Panthers are doing this season, what our confidence level is for this season to be able to be turned around. Eight games left still on the schedule. Three more opportunities for you to see your Panthers at home at the SAP Center. Next up on June 4th, that'll be a Saturday against the Arizona Rattlers. So still a little bit of time for you to go get your tickets. Go check those out on BayAreaPanthers.com. Also want to make sure that if you want to see your Panthers on the road, you check out the first ever Bay Area Panthers watch party. That'll be at San Pedro Square this Saturday for the 6.05 kickoff against the Northern Arizona Wranglers. Doors open at 5. There's going to be a special happy hour option for you, a chance to win some amazing prizes, meet the cheerleading crew for the Panthers, as well as the mascot, and a lot of cool other opportunities as well. So go down to San Pedro Square on Saturday. That is May 21st upcoming here, and that is going to be a 6 o'clock kick with a 5 o'clock entry at the doors. Also want to make sure that if you need any of your Bay Area Panthers coverage, content, make sure to subscribe to the Odyssey app. Go to the 95.7 The Game podcast network where you can hear all of our previous episodes about the Panthers as well as all the amazing things we have going on in 95.7 The Game. You can hear the game this weekend on 95.7. Mark and myself will be back on the broadcast for the next home game on June 4th, and we are very much looking forward to that. And we are very much looking forward to the conversation coming up right now with the head coach, Kurt Bryan for your Bay Area Panthers. Mark was kind enough to sit down with him for about 20 minutes and discuss a lot of different things going on with the Panthers, a lot of exciting things that we're happy to be bringing to you live here on the Bay Area Panthers pod, episode 10. Let's get right into it. And now we welcome Bay Area Panthers head coach Kurt Bryan onto the Bay Area Panthers pod. Coach, thanks so much for coming on once again. Uh, first of all, I got to ask, how'd your bye week go? You enjoy it? Thanks, Mark. Um, yeah, I think everybody uh, needed the time off, and I did. A, you know, we had a little bit of a cold bug going around. I got the cold here, but uh, other than that, yeah, it was a, a much needed break. So, before we look ahead, kind of to the second half of the season, I got to just rewind just a little bit. Most recent game, 
Uh, you fall to Duke City, the Gladiators, 43-20. to I want to focus a little bit here on the positives because I know the offense struggled, especially early in that game. But, I mean, Duke City coming in, the highest, you know, passing, the best passing offense in the league uh, entering that game. Yeah, they scored 43 points, but your defense made it pretty tough on them at times. Their star quarterback, Ramon Atkins, wasn't maybe as efficient as he normally is. I wanted to ask you, I know it's, you know, more than a, a week out from when that game happened, but what did you see from your defense and especially, I think, your past defense and the way they limited that Duke City offense? Well, that's a great question because, you know, we needed to slow down Dello Davis, their great wide receiver, and some of their other guys. And uh, our defensive coordinator, uh, Derek Chacheret, and his staff made some nice adjustments so trying to keep Dello um, double covered or inside outside or down low and up high over the top. So they did make those adjustments and they did slow him down. I thought our defense um, played pretty well overall. Um, probably our best overall performance since the San Diego game. And, um, you know, they, they were put in a bad position a couple of times. We had uh, some kickoff returns that um, went deep into our territory and, uh, some some turnovers, but yeah, I thought our defense played much better overall. So I'm curious what your take is on this as the head coach. You know, your defense has a pretty good performance against a high-powered offense. Then you have a bye before you play your next game. Is it possible for a unit, like a whole defense, to take momentum from a game before a bye into the next game, or does that kind of dissipate after you have a week off from, from playing games? We believe that the momentum will carry over <clears throat> because of some schemes, uh, adjustments that were made by our defensive coordinator and his staff, some personnel moves that we've been able to make. You know, uh, gelling for the second half of the season is going to be a big mission for us. And obviously going down to northern Arizona with our defense having played much better, uh, we think it's going to carry over. One last question for you on that last game. I know Evan and I... We caught up with you for a few minutes before that game against Duke City, and and you told us that, you know, Joe Newman, your starting quarterback, your new starting quarterback, kind of felt the game slowing down a little bit for him entering that game, which was only his second start as the full-time starter. I'm curious what you saw from him in that game. I know it was a slow start for the offense, but they got rolling in that fourth quarter specifically. And what do you want from him through the bye week as he gets ready, you know, to continue as this team starter? You know, um, going into the Duke City game, and Joe had a great week of practice, and yeah, the game was slowing down for him and has slowed down for him. You know, uh, not having Boss Tagaloa being able to go definitely hurt us at offensive line. They got some pressure on Joe. And even when there wasn't pressure on Joe there in the first part of the game, kind of seeing ghosts a little bit, there were a couple of missed opportunities in the first half where wide receivers were wide open for touchdowns. Joe didn't see him, didn't hit him. It happens, especially with young quarterbacks. So if he had hit those two or three plays, now you're looking at maybe 21 all at halftime instead of the big differential of 30 to seven at halftime. And then uh, moving forward, um, we made further adjustments. Uh, Joe has looked really good. We had a great practice today, and um, we expect uh, big things from him. We're catching up with Bay Area Panthers head coach Kurt Bryan here on the Bay Area Panthers pod. You mentioned this a little bit. I, I know you can't go too in-depth, don't want to give anything away to Northern Arizona, but you know what are you guys working on throughout the bye week? I, I'm sure it's everything, but you know, with 
you know, more than a week off between games, almost two full weeks between games. I mean, what is it that you're able to really focus and hone in on with an extended amount of time between games? What are you able, you know, really to go in depth on when you prepare, uh, you know, for, for another opponent after a bye week? Well, first things, um, not just on the offensive side, but special teams, you know, Clayton Glasgow is a, a, an incredible long snapper. So we've tightened up our field goal PAT because we had to have a, a variety of different long snappers in there um, since we lost Jeremy Hickey to the CFL. So that's been a big help. And then on the offensive side of the ball, doing some more formations, shift in motion, leveraging with offense, being able to run the ball. You know, we signed um, running back Gabe Watson as well. So we have Dwayne Gary now and Gabe Watson. And then getting um, Sheffield back, Ricky McCoy back, obviously our new center, Ape Mane. We feel really good going up against the number one defense with our new O-line that we're going to be able to compete and perform very well. So kind of the natural halfway point of the season now, I guess the second half of the season has begun as you're preparing for Northern Arizona, but you're kind of looking back on the, the first half of the season before this bye week. You know, you're coming in as a rookie head coach. Obviously, you've been with the Panthers now for a couple of years. The season was supposed to start back in, or the, the franchise was supposed to start back in 2020. You've been with the team throughout the pandemic. But, you know, your first handful of games coaching now, eight games coaching in the IFL. I'm curious, what's maybe surprised you? What's caught you off guard? What have you learned through your first eight games? And how might maybe you be different heading into the second half of the season? Well, you know, you never know what's going to happen when you start a season, and you don't know if you're going to have a lot of injuries. Obviously, we were besieged with injuries uh, during the first eight games of the year, and um, that's something that you try to plan for as best you can by having roster depth and Panther Den depth. So that was a a big surprise, was losing so many linemen, um, offensive and defensive linemen, the first few games of the season. And then the other thing you learn is that mistakes are compounded because the field's shorter. So when you turn over the ball or you have a big penalty or a big kickoff return on an 11-man field, you can still sometimes get away with not giving up any points because the offense has much further to go. But in a shorter field, in indoor pro football, everything is exaggerated. So that's been a big learning curve. And then the other thing is with our players, you know, our culture is phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And it was self-evident today out on the practice field. You know, the guys had a break. Obviously, the five days off was fantastic. And um, now that we're starting to get healthy, Mark, um, you know, players are going, hey, you know what? We're, uh, we're having a good time out here. We're going to compete. We're going to win some games. And, and let's see where we can take this thing and win the second half of our season. It is ironic that we're going back to the place where, things kind of started to fall apart a little bit because in that first uh, first road game at Northern Arizona back in March, you know, we were tied 14-all. Um, our quarterback gets hurt. We lose some linemen. We lose more linemen. And all of a sudden, the wheels came off. Joe was a, the second, uh, second game as a rookie, wasn't ready yet at quarterback. So it's, it is ironic that we're going back there, um, a, a much different team than we were uh, six weeks ago. I want to ask you about Northern Arizona in a little bit. That's what you've got coming up this weekend. But you, you've mentioned the team getting healthier at this point of the season. 
We know, at least expected, defensive lineman Larry Ross is going to return this weekend against Northern Arizona. Also, offensive lineman Ricky McCoy expected uh, to be back and available for your team. How important is it to have those two guys back? And you, you just talked about, you know, being besieged, uh, you know, through injuries throughout this the first half of the season. How nice is it to have those two big bodies back? A couple of guys that you haven't really had basically all year besides a couple of games early on. Yeah, this is the healthiest that we've been since the first game. Uh, and and it hasn't even been close to it. And I say that humbly and respectfully to all of our players, right? So uh, Ricky is cleared. Um, he was activated, so he will be playing. We do. Uh, uh, Larry Ross has been cleared, and we do expect him to play. Um, we're going to see how everything goes. So that's being evaluated day to day during this practice week. But you look at our offensive and defensive line, and our guys have tried so hard. And you know, you look back to the Northern Arizona game. You know, our injuries were so bad that DJ Calhoun was lined up at guard for us in the Northern Arizona game in week two. So our guys haven't complained. They've worked hard. They've all chipped in to help wherever they can. i give you the example of DJ. But now on the defensive line, on the offensive line, and um, at some other positions as well, um, we're going to be deeper, we're going to be stronger, and we expect to be much more competitive against Northern Arizona. Uh, we're chatting with uh, Bay Area Panthers head coach Kurt Bryan here on the Bay Area Panthers pod. Coach, you mentioned just a little bit ago, you've also made a couple of signings. You did that last week, a new running back, a new offensive lineman, if I'm not mistaken. I'm wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about those two new guys on your roster. Sure. When we lost our starting center, Jeremy Hickey, after he got injured um, in the Northern Arizona game week two, but then after that, he got signed by the CFL. So we're very happy for him. He's a great player and a great person. And then um, we signed uh, some other centers and we still have Adrian Hernandez on the roster. He's a very good player, but we signed uh, Ape Mane, a fantastic starting center from the University of Kansas and Florida International University, also at East Palo Alto native. Uh, just a, a top-flight person and a top-flight player, outstanding center. The ball rockets back there. Great feet, great hand position. So he's going to really help us secure the middle of the offensive line. And then we had been looking at running back uh, Gabe Watson uh, out of uh, Sioux Falls University and the University of Texas. He's bigger, you know, six feet, 225 pounds, and uh, a real stalwart back there. So we think with Dwayne Gary, and also with Gabe Watson, that'll give us a one-two punch of running the football. Well, we're certainly looking forward to seeing that in action against Northern Arizona this weekend. This is the third time you've played them. You've re- referenced the the time you played them, your second game of the season where you suffered all those injuries. It was a tight game early, and then they kind of ran away with it in the middle and, and late part of that game. You also played them just a few weeks ago at SAP down in San Jose, specifically that most recent matchup against Northern Arizona. What do you remember what went wrong and, and what's been the focus preparing for them for a third time? You know, anytime that you play a team three times in one season, usually it's twice during the regular season and then the third time in the playoffs or the championship game, right? So <clears throat> this is going to be very unique for us. And uh, we, we are looking at it as, okay, they were the better team. They beat us fair and square um, the second game and the game that you just referenced. But now this third time, we want to go down there as healthy as we can be. Uh, Joe getting his third start. 
Isaac is going to play, by the way. Our backup quarterback, Isaac Hurt, is going to get in the game, and he is going to play. We want to go down there, and we want to execute at the highest level possible. We want to take them on in their home arena, and we want to win the game and prove that our team has arrived. You got me fired up, Coach. Wow. <laughs> Looking forward to this game against Northern Arizona. I mean, last time you know you, you played in Northern Arizona, there Wide receiver Quentin Richardson was coming off of a seven-touchdown game. He didn't put up those kind of numbers against you guys, but I think he still had three touchdowns and over 100 yards. Have you found out any new way, you and the defensive staff, found out any way to slow that guy down? He's just been phenomenal this year. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they're loaded, obviously. They have a lot of talent and great coaching. Um, you know, we're going to try some new things, just like we did against Duke City. Um you know, we want to put a little pressure on the quarterback, obviously. It's, it's harder for a quarterback to do well when he's got people in his face. And then change up our coverages, mix things up a little bit, some man coverage, some combination coverage, some zone coverage. And the most important thing that we can do also to help our defense is on the offensive side of the ball, and that is to matriculate the ball down the field. When the big plays are there and when they are open, hit them for touchdowns. Because, you know, it's, it's unrealistic to think that we're going to shut out Northern Arizona. But if we can slow them down a little bit, just a little bit, and our offense can click with Joe operating and firing on all cylinders, uh, we think it's going to be a, a very good result for the Panthers. It's kind of an interesting, you know, note on your schedule coming up, Coach. Your next four games are against teams from Arizona. You've got Northern Arizona this weekend. Then, you know, on the road at Arizona, at home against Arizona, and then back on the road at Tucson. So you've got three games in Arizona over the next four weeks, and then a game at home against Arizona as well. Kind of a strange part of your schedule here, but obviously important. Can you just talk about how important it is, you know, these next four games? Because, you know, if a, if a slide continues here through these four games, you're looking at four more games after that, and it, it could be hard to dig out of a hole. So how important are these next four games? Oh, they're, they're really important. And, you know, yeah, we're going to be spending a lot of time in Arizona, right? We were taking a, a look at our roster. You know, we've got 18 rookies on the roster. So our guys are, are really learning a lot this year, obviously, through the first half of the season. But it's also going to give us a great measuring stick. So we are going to be as healthy as we have been playing, obviously, Northern Arizona. And then you said the Rattlers back to back, which is, you know, no easy task. They're, they're phenomenal, right? So going down there uh, in Phoenix, that's going to be uh, an incredible experience to get down there and take them on, on on their home turf. And then obviously them coming up here June 4th and then heading down to Tucson, which of course beat uh, the Arizona Rattlers for their only loss this year. So after those four games have been played, we're going to have a very clear picture of where we are as a new franchise and where we need to go. Coach, you just told us uh, a little bit ago, you know, the culture of this team. You just saw it on the practice field. It's 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 vibrant. It's bright. It's very positive. I'm wondering what conversations you and the coaching staff have with the guys kind of, you know, about the possibilities you still have this season. I know you're you're one in seven. The team is struggling after opening up the you know the inaugural season with a win. But the way that the IFL is set up, you know, four the top four teams in each conference make the playoffs. There's seven teams in each conference. So only three teams miss out. That means you're still right there in the thick of things for a playoff race. Do you guys talk about things like that, or do the players know that themselves? Is it better left unsaid? What's your philosophy on that sort of thing? 
Absolutely. So obviously going one and seven the first half of the season. Now the goal is to go eight and oh the second half of the season. So if we went eight and oh, obviously we'd finish at nine and seven and then you work backwards from there. So we do talk about it. We talked about it this morning um, prior to warm ups. Everything that we do is above board when we deal with the players. So they know what we're thinking, why we're thinking it, and what the possibilities are. Of course, they think about it, too. They look at the standings. They look at the games. They watch their opponents. They watch you know, teams in our division or outside of our division that might affect us. So they're on top of it. Um, they're aware. They're ready to play. They want to get out and get the first win on the road. Because remember, this team hasn't won on the road yet. So by winning on the road... That'll solve problem number one, but it'll also give our franchise their first road win ever. All right. Well, we're certainly looking forward to it, Coach. Really appreciate you taking out the time, and uh, best of luck on Saturday against Northern Arizona. Thanks so much, Mark. Bye-bye. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Back on episode 10 of the Bay Area Panthers pod, Evan Giddings with Mark Grandy, who just wrapped up a very good interview with head coach Kerb Bryan for the Panthers coming off of a bye week, getting set for the Northern Arizona Wranglers here on Saturday this weekend. Another tough test for the Panthers, Mark, and facing Northern Arizona for the third time this season, the first time that they will do so against an opponent this year. But what were some of your takeaways from that interview? You had a chance to talk to Kurt Bryan for about 20 minutes, a lot of great stuff in there. And I'm just curious kind of what you walked away feeling like, considering there seemed to be a lot of a confidence exuding from Coach Bryan, uh, despite the 1-7 and seven start to the season. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, Evan, is that the team is finally healthy now. Uh, what you know, you just heard Coach Brian told me was we are going to be as healthy as we've been since the first game of the year coming up this weekend against Northern Arizona. As healthy as they've been all year. That's that's a big thing. It, it's it's not something to gloss over. I mean, it's going to have an impact on this game. You're going to get help most likely on the offensive and defensive lines. Larry Ross and Ricky McCoy, uh, both likely to play. You just heard from Coach Kurt Bryan, not 100% that they both play, but uh, it's expected and it's looking that way. We will see as the week progresses and we get to Saturday. But 
having those guys back, you know, you know, we've talked in past weeks about they're getting guys back slowly, but surely they're adding some new players, a new running back, a new offensive lineman that Coach Kurt Bryan seems very excited about. I mean, I agree with you. The confidence is, I'm not sure surprising is the right word, but it's very encouraging from their head coach, Kurt Bryan. And I think a lot of that is because they're finally getting healthy and we have a chance once again to see what this team looks like when healthy because we've really only seen it once and that was their one win. And with the 21-man roster for each game, you know, there, there isn't a ton of flexibility, but it also seems like in addition to help, health, they're also getting a lot of depth and a lot of guys that can contribute in multiple areas. So, you know, you hit on Ricky McCoy, Larry Ross, we're going to finally get to see him, the De La Salle product on the field. Uh, the two guys that he mentioned that they did sign this week, running back Gabe Watson out of Sioux Falls University and University of Texas, and uh, center Apimane out of the University of Kansas, as well as Florida International. So some reinforcements coming in really on the offensive side of the ball, as well as defense. Defense, more of an internal addition on the offense, external, bringing in some guys. So I'm very excited to see what they bring to the table because, you know, this Barry Panthers team, Mark, has really shifted from the opening day roster that we saw back in the one and lone win to this point in the season until now. They're almost a completely different team. I think that'll also make it difficult for Northern Arizona, considering they are familiar with them. They have played them twice. They've won twice, but this is a very different group than the one that they faced in the previous two games. Yeah, you know, certainly from the one they faced, I think it was week three, the second game of the year for Bay Area. But even just whatever it was, three weeks ago, the last time they played uh, Northern Arizona, which I can look back here through the schedule, that was, yeah, the first of May. So three weeks ago from when they play down in Northern Arizona uh, this coming weekend on Saturday, the 21st. So, you know, even just a three-week span and this team looks very different, you add in the fact that it's going to be Joe Newman's third start as the team's, you know, number one quarterback, his second against these Wranglers, and the first time he had pretty good success against them. I mean, he threw the ball pretty well. They put up 34 points, which, you know, isn't a number that's going to blow you out of the water, but, you know, they scored 20 the next week against, you know, you could probably say a worse defense. So a good performance against a very good defense in Northern Arizona last time around. We'll see how that translates here this time. But, you know, Coach Kurt Bryan, you know, talked about this with me, just as you just heard a little bit ago, kind of weird scheduling quirk. They have four games against Arizona teams coming up, but this is already the third time they've played Northern Arizona and this is only the ninth game of the year. A third of your first nine games are against the same team. You know, Coach said, oftentimes when you play a team three times in one season, the third time is a matchup in the postseason. Well, this is still deep into the regular season, and it's interesting, you know, to see how this is going to match up. You know, kind of, you hear a lot around sports in the NFL, you know, it's hard to beat a team twice or three times in one season. It's the same thing in basketball, you know, you can't expect to, to sweep a team in the regular season, even if you're, you know, loads better than them. It's just the way things go when you get familiar with each other. So I'm interested to see how, you know, you, you kind of alluded to it, Evan, almost the one-way familiarity because Northern Arizona, for the most part, pretty similar to the last two times that Bay Area played them. But as you mentioned, Bay Area is quite different. So I'm kind of interested to see how that's going to factor into this game this weekend. 
No doubt. And even though the Panthers have certainly gotten better than they've been in recent weeks, Northern Arizona has also been very good as well. They're third riding, in the coaches' poll. Third in the coaches' poll. They're riding a three-game winning streak. They are the number one total defense in the IFL, and so they're definitely going to be a tall task for the Barrier Panthers. want to remind you that on Saturday, if you don't have a chance to catch up on the game on YouTube, you can head down to San Pedro Social to watch the game, the first ever Bay Area Panthers watch party that will begin at 5 o'clock at uh, San Pedro Social, San Pedro Social, pardon me, on 163rd West Santa Clara Street in San Jose. For more information, you can go to BayAreaPanthers.com, but there's a chance to win prizes during the game. There'll be a halftime Q&A with Panthers players and coaches. You can meet the dance team along with the mascot, and there'll be a special happy hour with food and beverage offers for the game that kicks off at 6.05 p.m. down in the desert. Doors will open at San Pedro Social at 5 o'clock. That's the Saturday first ever Bay Area Panthers watch party. So, One thing that you mentioned that I want to stay on is the quarterback position in Joe Newman. And I know that he kind of had sort of a a rough beginning with being in and out as the second guy and then asked to, you know, sort of step up in in the place of of the the previous quarter starting quarterback. But now that he's gotten into more of a rhythm, he's gotten a chance to play. I know we heard during your conversation with Kurt Bryan that Isaac Hurd will be seen at some point and make his debut for the Panthers as the backup quarterback at some point in this game. But for Newman, he's got an extended period of time now to build. And for me, I've been very impressed. He hasn't necessarily put it all together yet, but it seems like a different part of his game has taken strides each of his first two official, let's call it, starts at the quarterback position. In the first game, you know, he didn't necessarily have it in terms of through the air, which was against um, Northern Arizona, but he was able to do some things with his legs. I expect the number one defense, the number one rushing defense specifically to try and limit Newman, which is why I was excited about his second start, because he was much better at moving the ball through the air against Duke City, despite them being down a lot early. You know, he had to throw it. He did. He showed more confidence in his receivers than we'd seen in previous weeks. So I'm excited to see how Joe Newman can hopefully put together the dual package threat that we've been waiting to see from him and that has been you know, advertised by the coaching staff because against Northern Arizona, he was good on the ground. Against Duke City, he was good through the air. Now with a second crack against the Wranglers in just a few weeks, I would hope that he can hopefully put those two together and we can see a more complete performance. Yeah, I'm, looking, yeah, I'm interested in seeing that as well. But, but I think also, and we just talked about this with Coach Kurt Bryan, I was impressed with the way that Joe Newman kind of bounced back from a slow start against Duke City. I mean, the Panthers, you know, got a double check here on the box score. They didn't score in the first quarter, only seven points in the second quarter, didn't score in the third, and they got into the end zone twice in the fourth quarter. You you look at the numbers for Joe Newman through the air, 8 of 18, 71 yards passing, three touchdowns and interception. Again, it's not going to blow you away in, you know, the IFL where you have players throwing for five, six touchdowns in games sometimes. But the fact that he was able to kind of weather a really uh, slow, tough start and bounce back and still put up some pretty decent numbers, I was impressed with that. I mean, we've heard Coach Kurt Bryan talk about it all year. He's a rookie. He's going to take some time to learn and, and figure out this game. It's his first experience in the indoor game. It's going to take some time I was impressed with the um, the mental fortitude of Joe Newman to have everything go wrong for about three quarters and able to bounce back in the fourth quarter and put up some decent numbers. And I think that, you know, 
a sign of confidence in the in, in the, his work that he's doing, that he's getting better, that the game is indeed slowing down, as as Coach Kurt Bryan told us. Um, and we'll see how it how it uh, you know comes to pass after this bye week. You have a lot of time to think about what went wrong against Duke City early in the game, to think about how you turned it around in the fourth quarter and continue progressing through the bye week. So I'm. Um, Excuse me, I'm with you. I'm really excited to see what Joe Newman does and if he can put together a full game, you know, consistent from start to finish, but also using both his legs and his arm. Hopefully we'll see it on Saturday, 6.05 kick right here on 95.7 The Game. You can subscribe to all 95.7 The Game content along with the Bay Area Panthers on the Odyssey app along with the 95.7 The Game podcast network. This is episode 10 of the Bay Area Panthers pod. We'll be coming to you each and every week. Moving to the defensive side of the ball, that is where sort of the internal improvements or additions, I should say, health-wise have come with with Ricky McCoy and then Larry Ross being added back to that defensive line. I think that's going to be huge because although we saw the pass defense, I think, play pretty well against Duke City. Maybe the total numbers didn't describe that, but you know they held a guy like Dello Davis to a minimal gain. And I am hoping that they can do the same thing this week with Quentin Randolph because you know, Della Davis killed the Panthers in their first meeting. They were able to keep him in check in the second game. They haven't been able to really keep Quentin Randolph in check in either of the first two games, and so I'm sure he's going to be a point of emphasis. But along those lines, a, a lot of success from the past defense stems from how much pressure you can get on the quarterback. And so with Ricky McCoy and Larry Ross coming back this week as additions, it just allows guys to be more fresh. You're going to see them hopefully be able to win some one-on-one battles up front. And it's not going to demand that the Panthers, you know, try and bring that extra extra blitzer as much as they would like early in the game. And so I, I'm, I'm very interested, Mark, to see how these two um, guys getting back on defense are going to aid that pass rush because for a lot of the season, it seems like quarterbacks on the opposing side have sort of just had time to sit around in the pocket, you know, maneuver. They've gotten pressure at some points, but there hasn't been enough consistent pressure the way we've seen Joe Newman have to really run around and extend plays. So I think that's going to be huge this week as they hopefully try and wrangle in, no pun intended, <laughs> Quentin Randolph on the other side. Well, it's going to be a challenge. I mean, he's ridiculous. I mean, I think, what was it? Before the week before they played Bay Area on the first of May, he had what seven touchdowns in that game? I think on nine touches. So I mean, he's ridiculous. He they really held him under you know what he had done the week prior when he got what 115 yards and three touchdowns against the against the Panthers a couple weeks ago. You know, ultimately consider that a win because he didn't score seven touchdowns against you. But still, he he's a game breaker. Um, but I'm with you, Evan. You know, you add more bodies to the defensive line, guys that were expected to be some of the leaders of this defensive group from the start of the season. And I think you're going to see the whole defense begin to improve in specifically the pass defense because you can now get more pressure on quarterbacks. I mean, you know, Kamal Yates has been back the last couple of games. He had two tackles for loss. Uh, in their last game two weeks ago against Duke City. And one of them was a sack. He got to the quarterback, Ramon Atkins, and they're going to need him, Larry Ross, and company to get to the quarterback, Caleb Barker, of Northern Arizona. Because if you give him time to throw, you give him a little bit of time, he rolls out to the right, 
it's tough to stick with the receivers that Northern Arizona has. And it's not just Quentin Randolph. They have two, three other weapons that can beat you down the field. Uh, so Kamai Yates is going to be huge. Larry Ross, you know, knock on wood that he goes. It, it seems likely. Some of the other defensive linemen, guys that will be moving in and out, uh, it's going to be really, really important to get that consistent pressure on the quarterback, Caleb Barker. Because if not, then, you know, the wide receivers are going to eat your defensive backfield alive. And we've kind of learned over the first half of the year, Evan, that it's not really in the Panthers' philosophy to use one of their linebackers to blitz. They like to drop them all back in coverage, maybe play a quarterback spy, but not be that fourth extra blitzer. So it's on those three down linemen to get to the quarterback. And that's why Larry Ross, Kamal Yates, everyone else are going to have to have uh, success in their one-on-one battles on Saturday. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here on episode 10 of the Bay Area Panthers pod, one thing that I, I want to finish up with this, because it seemed to be kind of an underlying theme throughout the entire interview, and a good job, by the way. Thank you. But I want to talk about, I mean, we, we mentioned it at the top, but just the confidence that was flowing from Kurt Bryan, because as a fan, it's obviously difficult to remain confident in your team sometimes when you're on a seven-game slide. Um, I mean, whether you're you're losing seven, you know, ten, three, anytime your team is is falling more often than not, it's hard to remain confident in your team. And so I was very impressed, not necessarily surprised, but Kurt Bryan seems to have a next play mentality. And that is something that is essential to me, you know, as a player, like you're looking up when you're looking for answers to the guy at the top who's your head coach. And Kurt Bryan, you know, I've, I've kind of paid attention a little bit during games and just, you know, looking at body language, looking at how he is, you know, up and down the sidelines when the team's down 20, uh, 30 points sometimes in, in a couple of these blowouts. And he seems to be pretty steady Eddie. Like, the guy doesn't seem to change. And I'm wondering if you felt that through the interview uh, because, to me, like, that's the most important part of a team that is amidst a seven-game losing streak. Like, how confident can you remain? And I'm going to tell you where I'm at right now. I do feel confident that this team can find a way to salvage this season. I don't know if it's the 8-0 record that Kurt Bryan was talking about during the interview, but that's the mentality that you need to have. Like, whatever happened to this point does not matter. Momentum is on a game-by-game basis. And I don't think that just because they've lost seven means that they take the momentum of a losing streak into the next matchup. You know, to, to, to put it in baseball terms, momentum is only as good as the next day's starting pitcher. Like, yeah. momentum is only as good as your next performance. And so I really liked what I heard from Kurt Bryan during the interview. And obviously, you got to do it with him. So I'm curious where you're at as far as your confidence level in both him as well as the organization right now. In their inaugural season, they're trying to figure it out. Uh, but I believe that they can, despite having somewhat of a tough schedule ahead beginning with Northern Arizona on Saturday. Yeah, it is a really tough schedule ahead. Northern Arizona, who's third in the coaches' poll, then back-to-back games against the Arizona Rattlers, who are first in the coaches' poll, and then Tucson, who has you know the only win against Arizona so far this year. So very challenging schedule ahead, um, but I am with you. I really, really liked the confidence from Coach Kurt Bryan, and, you know, what is he going to say when I ask him those things? I mean, he's not going to come out and say, yeah, we're going to go four and four in the final eight. Like, he's not going to say that. But I honestly believe that that's how confident he is. And you have to be that confident if you're going to be the leader of a football team. I don't care what league you're in. You have to be that confident. Otherwise, your players, 
you know, why are they going to want to play for you? Why are they going to want to fight for you if you already believe that they're not going to be able to accomplish what you all set out to accomplish? So it's what you have to be as a head coach of a football team or really any professional team. But I, I do really think that he was saying it with such conviction that that I, I believe he he really believes it. And I mean, there's a reason to. Again, they're getting healthy. They're as healthy as they've been all year long. We've seen individual players improve. They're adding more depth. A couple new pieces you mentioned are running back and an offensive lineman. Now we yet to see how good they are and and how they factor in. But I think there is reason to be confident and. You know, what I was really maybe most interested in, which is why I saved it for the end of the interview, is do you and the coaching staff talk to the team about still having a lot that you can accomplish this year? I mean, yes, they're one and seven. They've lost seven straight games, but four teams in each conference, East and West, make the playoffs. There are seven teams in each conference. That means more than half the teams in each conference make the postseason. Three teams miss out. Bay Area right now is 1-5 in conference play. There are two teams tied for fourth in the West at 3-3. Three three. That means you're two games out of a playoff spot. You have eight games left. Plenty of time to gain ground, which means all of the Panthers' goals are still directly ahead of them. Eight games left. You know, Kurt Bryant said the goal is to go 8-0. No, if you do that, suddenly you're 9-7 and seven to end the year. Obviously, a very tall task ahead, but I... I do agree with you, like the confidence, and I think there's certainly reason uh, to be optimistic heading into the second half of the season. Well, the goal will be to go 1-0 this weekend on Saturday against the Northern Arizona Wranglers, and we'll have, I think, a much better idea of where the Panthers will be by the time they return home. That'll be on June 4th, a Saturday kick against the number one team in the coaches poll, the Arizona Rattlers. So that'll be the next home game. Only three more chances to get out to SAP Center and see the Bay Area Panthers. You can check everything out at BayAreaPanthers.com as far as tickets are concerned. And, of course, if you want a chance to go out and watch the Panthers on the road, that'll be the first ever Panthers watch party on Saturday. Doors open at 5 at San Pedro Social. Kickoff is at 6.05 down in the desert. You can hear all the action here on 95 seven the game well that'll just about wrap it up for episode 10 here in the Bay Area Panthers pod want to give a big thank you to Kurt Bryan for stopping by at the tail end of his bye week getting ready for what hopefully will be a win this weekend trying to stop the seven game skid it'll be a tall task against the Northern Arizona Wranglers but they'll try and get it done down in Prescott Valley uh, down in the desert Thank all of you for tuning in to episode 10. If you want to hear more content, download the 95.7 The Game, or pardon me, the Odyssey app. Go to 95.7 The Game and our podcast network for all content, and especially here for your Bay Area Panthers. For Mark Grandy, my name is Evan Giddings saying thank you once again, and we'll be talking to you next week, every single week, here on the Bay Area Panthers podcast. for listening to this episode of the Bay Area Panthers Pod, part of the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 